when you talk about, you know, getting lost in time when you're doing stuff with technology, I, f- I find myself, if I'm in the restroom and I have my phone, I'll easily spend 30 minutes just sitting there on my phone. But if I don't have my phone, I'll be in and out within like five minutes. So the bathroom has become your place of worship to your <laughs> to your smartphone. To my phone. Yeah. As <laughs> odd as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> your bathroom is now the sanctuary to your smartphone. Do you have like a little pedestal to put your smartphone on? No. <laughs> okay. It's my hands. <laughs> no, your hands are just a little my pedestal. Head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I totally Aaron, forgot about Aaron that. has no idea what's going on right now because <laughs> he hasn't plugged in his headphones yet. So he didn't hear about his conversation about his altar to his smartphone. Wait, my what? To my what? Altar to your oh, smartphone. Oh, the throne the of the John. I figured use that one since the topic we'll be covering today. Oh. Stop hurting yourself. Is my backpack. Have you ever just learned something about someone that you just wish you had brain bleach for? <laughs> that was like five minutes ago for me just now. <laughs> it was a great weekend. I'm surprised you don't expect Friday it from night. him. I know. I I should expect it, but yeah, never mind. Not going there. <laughs> I'm using discernment on this one um, because I, first off, no one else in the world deserves that horrible mental image. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they've seen worse. Probably, but still, don't need to have that. Seen or heard both. Yes. Yeah. Regardless of the fact, uh, welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast. I got Aaron and Josh back again here, and of course, they're in their standard configuration because how dare they ever do anything that's different from the normal? Except mm-hmm. for Aaron, he keeps doing everything different from the normal. I do. Yeah, you're using like a that. different mic stand right, type yeah. of today. You're doing all that fun stuff. You, yeah. You're thinking about having a sex change operation. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it was talked about. I can see some of our listeners. I can just picture their faces as soon as they hear that. Just yeah. remember, this isn't your RBC oh. <laughs> college group. They all listen now. Uh. Hi, people. Yeah. How's it going? Hi. How are you all doing? <laughs> they're, enjoy- they're all probably like, oh. we always knew. We love you, Arena. Okay, Arena. <laughs> so you don't have to. My name can still be Aaron, and people just, just change the spelling. E. Yeah, but I'm kidding. You're not actually yeah. thinking about it. you. Got you. No, I'm. Not. I'm really not. You, I swear. you were just being an idiot, joking around with about that yes. last night with someone. Yes, that but is it. Yes, and I know. I get it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it was a good night, though. That's good. But uh, I pl- I played the altar to the smartphone because we're going to be talking about. I know it, it's like we start this out like this and it's like, okay, now we're going to talk about something serious, spiritual wise on everything. Yeah. Spiritual boredom. But before we get there, so this year, Aaron, for your word of the week, I need to get a commission new jingle because it's not just you who gets to do word of the week anymore. Yeah. Brewer who has to help you. So here's how Uh. this is going to work. Remember in Christmas when Brewer tried to get you to define a word? That's what he's going to do again. He has all the data in front of him that he needs to help you with this. He cannot use any of the words in the definition, obviously. He can't give you the definition, but he has to get you to define the word. And he has one minute to do so. Oh, you got that, Brewer? He's not listening right now. So you got that? Some of these are interesting. Yeah, but the one I gave you specifically that link. Oh, specifically that one. Yes. Okay, I got to reload it. I started looking at him. Uh, There's a reason I gave you a specific link. Okay. All right. It's loaded. So, Aaron, 
After I say go, you will have a minute for Josh to get you to define this word. Okay. So okay. the word, it's from the 1920s. And the word is dewdropper. Dewdropper. Yep. Uh do uh, It's weird. So yeah. Do so dewdropper. Dropper. So sometimes on a Saturday, one can be a dewdropper. It's good. Um, it's uh, good to, to do it once in a while, but if you're a dewdropper all the time, that's a bad thing. So with that being said, that's all the clues I'm gonna give you. I as soon as I say go, you got one minute, Josh, to get him to define this word of dewdropper. Ready? Good. Ready, Josh? Go. It's you. <laughs> oh my I don't know what I am. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, dude, yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so um what do you like to do every day? Not every day, but what do you like to do most often? A lot of people do it. You come home and what you do, do what? I like to do? Yeah, you come I don't home. like using the bathroom, but that's no, 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 that's not what I mean. Okay. okay, so when you come home, it's really one of the things sit down, Skyrim. relax, play games, okay, okay. play music. There's another word for that. Indulge in Video game activity. Well, but you, you, you are ultimately what? Couch potato. Which is another, uh, what's another word for couch potato? Lazy bum. There's another component to it. Uh, Rick. Hurry up, Josh. I'm and I'm, so a late, I'm assuming it has you got to be half lazy. Of it. You got half um, of it. What? Or is a bum? What is, what's, um, I leave early from works, uh, night activities to try to do this. Sleep. You okay. sleepy, lazy person one minute's up sorry oh, you got half of it it's a lazy guy who snoozes all day and doesn't have job <laughs> so well, okay at least i have you got a the job la- you got the lazy portion <laughs> at least i have a job <laughs> I, I know how he's, i love how he started off this is you <laughs> i'm like yeah thanks not quite i not do quite. work i was yeah. like um no not exactly but <laughs> it's you <laughs> so so a lazy what what Lazy guys who snooze all day and don't have jobs. Uh, so, Here's a sentence from the 1920s. Try to translate this. No matter if the kiss is the bee's knees or a flat tire, when a guy turns out to be nothing but a dewdropper, all bets are off. <laughs> Dude, the bee's knees is like, that's like, that's something that's really cool. Yes. It's like, that's what's up. That's the stuff. Yeah. So. To say nicely. Um, who? who well, the the ginger ginger boy would say that a lot. The bee's knees. The ginger boy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, right? No. Not off the top of my head. Oh, Peter. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I was like the ginger boy. I was like the ginger boy. Got it. Congratulations, Peter. You are now the ginger boy. Because <laughs> yes. he listens. What? Because <laughs> of what? He listens. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. I did not know that. At least he didn't call him an egg. What's that? In the 1920s, an eggs was an insult for an obnoxious person. Oh, well, he's not obnoxious, is he? So I said you didn't call him an egg. But if they were particularly obnoxious, you would call him a double yoker. A double yoker. Double yoker. So. Sorry. (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, But but old egg was an affectionate term for one's partner. What? (laughs) Like the phrase of old lady? I mean, you said affectionate part. No, uh, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know what where he what? went. You're an old, not my old. Okay, egg, so old egg, old egg is what you're talking about for an affectionate partner. Partner, right? That's what they said. Yes. Okay, and I'm saying old lady is a phrase it's used so for old. one referring to one's wife. Is it? Yeah. I I just you haven't lady, heard people use that phrase. I before? call old ladies old ladies. This this come from the guy who didn't know what it means when you say a woman is glowing. What you don't know what that means? Do you know what that means? No, he doesn't. Thank you. When Me, Bryce, glowing, and Aaron. Wait, wait, wait. 
Okay, it could be a couple things. All right. Such One as? of the thing, first thing that comes to mind is if, if she's like, was it is it ovulating, or she's like in that time where she's just like, boom, gorgeous. No, then I don't know. That's Pregnant. <laughs> oh, the 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 buns in the oven thing. Yeah. Why is that glowing? People I, just say that. I've never heard that used. Oh my goodness! Pregnant. All you young people. Well, no, I figure like if need she's to learn glowing, English. She's like be, like beautiful. Yeah. Like pregnant's not beautiful. <laughs> wow! You heard I'm that? Kidding. Um, <sighs> you heard that here from Aaron Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's never mind. I don't, I don't want to continue making comments on this anymore. Pregnant's not beautiful. Aaron Johnson, 2020. <laughs> this is a rough start. Oh no. Um, uh, I, I was joking. I swear. Were you? Were yes, you? I, I it's yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did not seem like it? No. I was like I guess I just wouldn't imagine like what like, son of a gun. What's going on? Um What is going on, sir? Because yes, being pregnant is a beautiful thing. Okay. But it is also a very messy and disgusting thing. At least for the female, unfortunately. And a very hungry thing for the man. No. Yeah? I don't get hungry when oh, no, a girl's no, no, pregnant. No, 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 You're hungry because she's eating. Eating the all baby's the baby's hungry, yeah. That you have no food left over. You go get groceries, you bring them home. Right before you put them in the cabinet, they're all gone. Josh is in for a wake-up call when he has his triplets. <laughs> I'm excited for that day. <laughs> Me too. Why? Because you're going to be watching them? No, no. I'm not going to be watching. I already <laughs> told you. No. <laughs> <laughs> that that ain't happening, sir. That that's all you and Amy. Congratulations. Pregnancy no, no, no. is beautiful. It's just can be very <laughs> unfun. Except a couple minutes ago, you just said it wasn't. <laughs> well, the whole getting nauseous and sick and <clears throat> and feeling like garbage part is not fun. I don't have to experience that. Praise the Lord. So now to go into spiritual boredom. <laughs> well, that's going to be a transition. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to cut that one together, honestly. You, you got this. I'm uh, even. You're going to put my editing skills to the test on this one. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I honestly am trying to think how I'm going to segue out of the previous stuff and what to keep and what not to keep. Because uh, <laughs> um, I usually do that while recording. So I'm like, per, I'm like, oh. um, I will end at pregnancy. I will end at Johnson says pregnancy. That pregnancy is ugly. That's all right. Great. I'm, I'm kidding. Ah. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. You you probably grow a lot spiritually during being pregnant, right? Could maybe. Who knows? Or you I'll could have to ask my sister. Or you could be like, you know, a lot of the women in the world, unfortunately, they get postpartum depression afterwards and then they're just depressed after they give the birth to their kid. But what? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. You are such a youngin. You I so am young. To, you have so much to learn about life. Wait, why would you get depressed after it, having it's, birth? It, it's a thing. What causes depression? Do you really want to go on to that whole conversation about what causes depression? Well, after having be, after giving birth, like what would cause that? Oh, now I'm curious, but I guess that's another thing for another time. Yeah, and we actually need to have some women that have given birth. On You've here. never heard of someone saying that they have the baby blues. No. Yeah, that's what it is. Baby blues. Yeah. Mood oh. swing, anxiety, sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, crying, reduced concentration, appetite problems, trouble sleeping, Isn't uh, that depressed normal? mood, excessive crying, difficulty bonding with baby, withdrawing from family or friends, loss of appetite, inability to sleep, overwhelming fatigue, reduced interest, instant intense irritability and anger, fear you're not a good mother, hopelessness, 
Feeling of worthlessness, diminished ability to think clearly, restlessness, severe anxiety, thoughts of harming yourself or your baby, reoccurring thoughts of death or suicide. <laughs> There's also a postpartum psychosis, which is confusion and disorientation, obsessive thoughts about your baby, hallucinations, delusions, sleep disturbances, excessive energy and agitation, paranoia, and attempts to harm yourself and baby. Yeah, so that's a real thing. <clears throat> Year is try something new, different on the podcast. At least once a month, at least once, maybe twice. You never know. It can come up more than that. We're not limiting it, but at least once. Have a more uh, spiritual type based conversation. Yay. So this month's conversation is one that I proposed and didn't get any resistance (laughs) on. So I was like, okay, I assume that we're good to go on this. Is what do you do then when you are bored in life, but specifically when you're bored spiritually in life? So before I even get there on what do you do, let me ask this question to both of you, and then I will answer in return. Have either of you ever gone through a period of where you're, quote unquote, bored spiritually in life? Yeah. I'd be a liar if I said no. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd have to agree right there with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying for you. I'm, no, saying, I, I'm saying for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm answering okay. for me, not for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anything you want to add other than just, yeah, I went through that, like, was there any specific context around it? Was there anything that uh, would add to the understanding of it? Maybe help someone else out who is maybe going through that themselves. Um. Yeah. I guess. And I would. Would being spiritually bored be, would be the same as saying like basically you're just kind of like dry. Yes. Let's okay. go with that. All right. Because I mean, yeah, there's definitely been those times which I feel like this. Well, 29, not this year. It's 2020 now. Yeah, it's 2020. So in 2019, I feel like was a big, well, yeah, a big change up for, I guess, that kind of stuff. Basically, I, for me, and it's it's always, it's well, yeah, it's always my fault um, that when I get into that kind of a, I don't know, season, I guess, is one, either I'm not, I'm not doing my part, I guess, in growing spiritually. Like, well, one, obviously being an easy one is reading daily. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing i was missing out on and i i guess even for i mean i, w- I always went to church on sunday if i was in town so right. i was doing that majority of the time i was doing helping out with youth group ish <laughs> well basically just attending youth group <laughs> um since i never actually even left um and i think that was the biggest thing is just not reading taking time to read daily or as best as you can do to that which there is always time to do it. It's just I'm being uh what what was the, what the do dropper? Pr- yeah. Yeah. What I do you pri- what do you pr- what do you prioritize in your life? What, what, what do I prioritize? You know, in my well, life? I'm saying that that essentially is what it comes down to. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Because there's there's 24 hours a day. We all have 24 hours a day. But what are you doing with those 24 hours? What do you prioritize? Are you prioritizing the video games? Are you pri- prioritizing? Uh, the dating scene? Or are you prioritizing the, dating the, scene? the sleeping scene? Did you say dating scene? Yes, you. Oh. <laughs> you, you and your infamous number of dates, um, which are at zero. I can't even count because I no, no. <laughs> you had the one girlfriend. I, I don't. Uh. I don't. I don't count that. <laughs> I you. I, I do and I don't. I don't really. But yeah, it could could. I don't know. But so so no. Yeah, I for that and I would say. Ah, oh, so this is this. I I think I'm like kind of like at this point now, not where I'm like become good, like not at a point where I'm gonna become spiritually bored or dry. Uh but one thing. Oh my goodness, they're yeah. beating something over there. Let them. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> they're putting tables away. Oh, <laughs> they're like literally <laughs> slamming stuff. 
Yes. Okay. They they are having a a baby shower brawl. Baby brawl. Yeah. <laughs> it's WWE over there in the baby shower With room. babies. The pregnancy is beautiful. Because <laughs> then stuff like that can happen. <laughs> Anyways, go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> uh, but one thing is, is getting out of that comfort zone. Because mm-hmm. then that's where... A lot of growth can happen, and when you're growing, you're not gonna be bored. Um, there's this one. <laughs> what is it? It's it's like one meme that I always enjoyed yeah. seeing everyone seeing on words. It shows like a little kid um, on, with his. I'm assuming his mom on a roller coaster going down. Okay, and it was saying like uh, something like God has a plan for your life or whatever. And then there's you, the little kid that's just like freaking out, terrified. And there's the mom was like being like supposed to be like the holy spirit or whatever just having a blast walking along with you and kind of thing through the through, through whatever it is that's going on so I was like yeah it can be definitely frightening but i don't know it's like last i'll i'll, I'll even well last night I, I i was not out of my comfort zone i was just getting more frustrated than anything fair enough at first uh so i was helping doing sound at this event and i thought i had a lot more gear with me than I actually did. That was my fault for not triple double checking, double triple checking. Wow, I can't talk. This is rough. Congratulations, you have my disease. <laughs> double triple checking um, my equipment, and I was making stuff work in a very, I guess, sketchy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so through that, like, I was just getting so frustrated because like, I couldn't find the stuff I needed. Which was aggravating me to no end. I was like, man, was like, this is going to suck. This is going to be terrible. It's not going to sound good. And I blew it kind of thing. And But no, so we ended up you know, getting things to work enough. And at the end of the night, I just realized, I was like, man, I was like, I, I guess when, I, when I'm so focused on making sure that I get it right myself and that like I know what I need to make something sound good or work, mm-hmm. God was just like, you're a fool. I had this all taken care of anyways. It worked out fine. The night was still great. And which I guess, yeah, I mean, from the feedback from, well, not just like about the sound or whatever, just like the whole night in and of itself, the sound was a very small (laughs) factor in any of this being a good night. So that was a learning, uh, learning moment for me last night even. Um, But yeah, it's, it's being consistent with reading. Another big one is being uh just really open and honest well, i guess transparent with stuff that's going on in life because as soon as you start to just hide stuff and keep to yourself or whatever mm-hmm. then it's easy to get into that because everyone's just like, oh yeah, he's just fine he's good he's a good dude whatever or person gal whatever um and nothing really gets fixed or addressed and then you just kind of go by doing the motions just living i guess in a sense a lie well yeah right so and that's very devastating. Yeah, and at that point, it sounds more like uh, not maybe boredom, but no. apathy. Well, yeah, because I because because <clears throat> boredom is really that uh, disinterest. Yeah, where it's like you know what? No, I'm done. This is no longer for me. So yeah, it could be that dry right. time, that trying time, that. But anyways, go on. Well, because I mean, yeah, when when we started talking after I finally opened up to you, that was another uh, new time of. <laughs> yeah, that was a new time. <laughs> where things started rolling in my mind and started, you know, making more connections and stuff. And I guess, yes, more growth. Uh, 
So I feel like, because, yeah, before that point, I mean, yeah, I was just, I wasn't, well, no, I was pretty much doing my own thing. Still doing the whole goody, well, goody two-shoes, good Christian boy lifestyle, but then having my own fun on the side. Just kind of being hush-hush about it. And then it's like, ha, nope, that ain't right. And then conviction happened, and yeah. Then that whole fun time with you started where I didn't want to talk to you. And then I did talk to you, and then it was good. <laughs> wow, the, the most yeah. the most abstract way to have a conversation right there. Yeah. But and yeah. So there's that, I feel like. Um, and then yeah, going back to like getting out of your comfort zone. Um, just you know, pushing yourself to do something. Obviously, you don't have to be extreme and do something that you're just like terrified of doing, but just taking small steps to get towards that, I guess, one thing really livens things up for me, at least. Okay. And just making sure you're, well, one with friends and stuff like that to keep things going. That's where I guess like accountability stuff kind of comes in line and just having that fellowship between other people that are on the same track as you can. Well, yeah, yeah, same track. Keep you going. Keep things interesting. And well, keep, it'll keep things interesting. But I mean, you could still, even with that community aspect of things, yeah. you could still get bored. You can still have that disinterest come along. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's but that's fair. That that because you're you're talking about from your experience and how right. you deal with it. That so that's fine. That's I'm saying yeah for the for 2019, especially when I don't know I started to connect with some well one my 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 fellow band member when I found out. I started going to the same church as he did. I was like, what? So then we became better friends through that. And then just some people reconnecting with it. I've known in the past and then also making several new other friendships has been a huge, uh, I don't know, huge, I guess. Well, I don't want to say, well, it is a blessing, but just a huge impact, I guess, too, on making, making it more, I guess, exciting to point to be a part of. Okay. But then that's the terrible reason. That's like a terrible, if not terrible. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Fair enough. You don't have to know everything. Yeah, this is true. Well, I clearly don't. Um, but to, I guess have that be a reason of why you wouldn't be spiritually bored is also not. If that is the sole reason, that is not good, I would say. Yeah. I, and there's multiple reasons why that could be. It could be something where it could be a temporary thing because you're just so stressed out at the time. It could be. Maybe you're going through something mental yeah. illness thing. Um, maybe you're not able to sleep right now because you're working five, 50, 80, 90 hours a week. You know? So things yeah. like that can get in there and that causes that. But before I go further into that, Josh. Yeah, what about you? What are your, any of your thoughts? Because after this, I have questions. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. So what am I supposed to say? You tell me, you, this is your own thing. This, this is you, this boy. Is all you, BB. Spiritual boredom. Yeah. Yeah. So, my question was since you weren't paying attention, was do, if you want to give any more context around when you said, yes, you have been, like a, a, an example, a situation, and what your thoughts are on it. Go. I think we're always kind of like in this phase of spiritual boredom. Okay. But. Explain. Hang on, I'm getting there. Yeah, no, I'm just making sure that you do get there. I mean, when we really like at it and and just look at it for clearly what it is, we don't want to have a connection with God. We don't want to have, we don't want to do any more work than what we need to. We're naturally lazy. 
we have a natural draw to attempting temp- uh, things. So I think when people say spiritual boredom, I think it's just more of a will, a momentary will that they are not pushing on themselves. You know, what was it? I remember uh, hearing once that you have, um, what is it called? You have action, motivation, inspiration. And they, they combine this circle and, you know, people are like, well, how do I get motivated? How do I get out of this rut? And this is generally speaking, but this is easily applied to spiritual boredom as well. It's just by doing something will create inspiration, which will create motivation. So if you're motivated, you should do it. And if you do it, you'll be inspired. And if you're inspired, you'll be motivated. So I think spiritual boredom is just something that is constantly going on in all of our lives. And it's just more in a sense of us trying to make sure that we don't allow ourselves to stray too far away. I'm trying to process this this through because... So in a sense, you know, we refer to spiritual boredom uh, right now in the context, we're re- referring I, to a, a time in which we are disconnected from God. I, I would say not even so much disconnected because you can feel disconnected because, uh, you know, for example, I go to, you know, to a strip club. I, I would feel disconnected because I intentionally sinned. It's not that I'm not interested. I'm disinterested. I'm not bored with God. It's I let myself intentionally sin and go there and let the lust take over. That's not a disinterest in God. I still have that interest and I feel convicted afterwards. But then uh, like the, when you the boredom is where I'm not even interested in God. Like I don't want to go to church. I don't want to hear what anyone says about God. I don't care about praying. I don't care about reading. I don't care about X. And that's what I'm in a sense trying to get at is because when you truly know the truth about Christ and what he's done, how could you be bored? How could you be uninterested? I'm tired. I am mentally exhausted from working 90 hours a week. And that's where I'm saying... I'm going through... My 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 triplets are not letting me sleep at night. Huh? I'm arguing huh? with the wife every day about the triplets and the upcoming quadruplets. <laughs> if that happens, oh, I feel so bad for her. There's a lady that gave birth to twins twice in one year. Anyways, so back to it. Um, that's what I'm saying. So you come home and we're kind of looking at it as like a chore, you know, in the context that we're referring to, as you were just saying, it's kind of like a chore. I come home. What do I got to do? I got to do dishes. I come home. I'm tired. I don't want to do the dishes. Okay. okay. I come home. I need to uh, do laundry. I'm tired. I don't want to do the laundry. Right. So we can, in my mind, we can say any excuse we want, but who wants to do the extra effort? I mean, as humans, we just want to sit back and have everything done for us. We want to do the easy things. We want to do, uh, you got some weird people that like to go out and flip tractor tires for fun. Um, But (laughs) They're called CrossFitters. uh, Yes, and football players. Um, So, and gosh dang it. I'm losing it. Why am I losing it? I was on. Oh, I haven't written anything down. down yet. But uh. so spiritual boredom to me is more of a sense of not having the will to keep up with it. So I guess you can have the you can have the thing of, oh, I come home and I'm tired. But in a sense, how can you be bored with something that is so exciting, something that is so promising, something that is everlasting? How can you be bored with something like that? So that's where spiritual boredom to me, the only reason why we wouldn't have an attraction to that is because we are born sinners. We are born with a desire to go the opposite direction. To me, spiritual boredom is more of a lack of will to continue and keep up and nurture that relationship. That's how I see spiritual boredom. So that's why I say we're technically all in spiritual boredom. It's just who has it more than someone else. That's how I see it. Because you can, because we all face it. We all, we go to camp. 
or we get away where we disconnect ourselves and we go somewhere where there's a bunch of Christians for a weekend or a week, or maybe we go and we serve and do missions in a different part of the world. You know, we have that drive, we have that energy because we're surrounded by nothing but God and his people and his his will and his and his love. And so at that point in time, you really can't have spiritual boredom. And yet there are probably some people who do go in those situations and they are spiritually bored. But that's where I'm saying it's something that's more of a nurture effect. So you're doing something like that, like a camp or whatever, or a mission trip. And don't take this the wrong way, but that's like the junk food and easy entertainment version of Christianity. No, I, I understand because as soon as you come out of it, and when you you you, you, you don't even want to enter back into the normal world. You don't want to go to your job. You don't want to go to school because you got to deal with all the crap that's out there. Yep. But but the reason I bring that up is that, you know your body can't sustain on just that easy junk food stuff day in and day out. You need new real nutrient. You need real. But same thing with the food, and this is where I'm saying the nurture effect to it and taking care of it, and it's it's something that we need to keep up with, is it costs money to go to the store to buy good food. It takes your time to prepare good meals. You know, you can go to the move, the, the move, the, you can go to the store and buy quick meals and stuff like that that are healthy, but they're not as healthy as if you prepared it for yourself, you bought organic, and anything that's not been treated by chemicals. So even in that sense of eating healthy, you have to keep up with it because it is so easy. It is so easy to sit there, go to McDonald's and go, oh, I'm going to buy a wrap. That's the healthiest option I have. That's not the healthiest option you have. There's more healthier options out there. So that's where that's how that's how my mind processes it. OK, so the way and this is just me observing how you two are describing it. Here's how I'm, I'm hearing and seeing it. Josh is describing it at the very micro level and Johnson at the very macro level. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, but. So it's just a different view on it, which is going to make my next question oh so fun. I just want to answer. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, no. So in, in your in your in your way of saying um, that, you know, it's like a time you go through. Yes, it's, I, I completely agree with it. But I think that's what we label as spiritual boredom. We don't look at the big picture. So when we what? enter a noticeable time in which we don't want to keep up with it, we don't want to pray, we have something in our life that is sort of distracting us, or maybe it's a daily thing that we have or possession. That's pulling us away from it. We will describe that as spiritual boredom because you don't have that desire. But ultimately, we naturally don't have that desire. So I'm just taking what you're saying, Aaron, and painting it over your whole life. We're always spiritually bored. What are you going to do about it? What? I'm just saying we're all spiritually bored. What are you going to do about it? I wouldn't say that. but Yeah, I I, I would have to not have my good this. You don't agree? I don't agree. No, I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that we're all spiritually bored. Every, I'm sure, like, yeah. We all have everyone's had that time. Of it. Yeah. But I, wouldn't, but I wouldn't say we're just, we're all always spiritually bored. Yeah. I, I also don't like that circle thing that was the inspiration, thing? blah, 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 blah. That's Wait, what was that? Where'd you hear that? It was some, some speaker dippy. on YouTube. A guy on YouTube? A hippie. On the YouTubes? <laughs> no, no it, was, it was something talking about. It was talking about motivation. Yeah. No. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't subscribe to those motivation things. Those, they're, they're, they're not backed by science and they're a bunch of fooey, but that's just me. What's the uh, <laughs> the uh, the one guy? Um, it may have been a TED talk too. I can't remember. Tony is it Tony, Anthony Robin or whatever? Yeah. Tony Robbins dude. Just because it's a TED right? talk doesn't mean it's great. I look. No, no, I know, I know. Look, I'm just, I'm just saying, talk, but it makes sense. Look, TED talk. They gave a TED talk to 
the person who runs the YouTube channel Queer Kid Stuff that uses a teddy bear to teach like kindergartners and below about the gay community and how to cross dress in that. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, no, I know that's fine. That's fine. Um, th- there's a lot of theories about management and ins- inspiration. I haven't heard that one in particular, but I thought it was interesting. It kind of made sense to me. Okay, that's fine. It makes sense to you. Go for it. That, I'm not saying you don't don't can't do that. Do it now. Yeah. Didn't can't, say can't that. Ever do it. Can't listen to it if it doesn't make sense. But if it don't make sense, everybody is not good. Although, little tangent here, you could probably get a degree <laughs> on YouTube versus actually going to school and probably learn more on YouTube than in school. Anyways, um, but I'm gonna, I want to see where Paul is gonna go. anyways let's go on uh so uh, i'm gonna answer my question first and then i'm gonna ask my next question which is gonna throw him for a big loop yeah not so much you (laughs) because it's going to fly completely in the face of what you just just talked about but we'll get to that in a second It'll I'm be, excited. It'll be interesting to see how you respond to it because I'm just, I, in my head. I'm not able to reconcile what I said to what you're about to say. But, but to my qu- my next question. But yeah. what I'm about to say first isn't the question. Um, I'm going to talk about so spiritual boredom that has come many a times for me. I would have to say uh, less questioning, more statement of facty <laughs> there than that sounded like. Uh, right. And for me, what that normally came about as was more i guess you could say during those well well during the times when depression was hitting in that but it was more along the lines of has god forgotten me has what's my purpose in life sort of deal and it wasn't so much the dis i I guess you say shouldn't say the disinterest in god but it was the disinterest in believing the things that i should know yeah and and not letting myself realize those things and it, it felt like oh it's it's an old supertone song like the wilderness like you're just journeying through the wilderness alone like I've seen these things that God has done and then uh, I'm you're gone. excluded from I, it. I'm gone and that leads to then that disinterest like okay fine you know what I don't feel like God's doing anything in my life I'm just gonna bye bye <laughs> right you know so hmm. yeah that ha- I have seen that in my life and that's more it's not a like a cycle everyday thing it's a Usually it happens around certain events or certain things that are going on in my life uh, mentally or, you know, mm-hmm. that those wonderful times when I would work 90 plus hours a week. You know, that sort of thing. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So that mm-hmm. being said, I do have a question. Oh, no. How can boredom be good, used for good? Is there a way that you could use that boredom to actually channel an interest back into God? Is there a way that you could use that boredom as a jumping board? For betterness. And why are we afraid of being bored sometimes? Is it necessarily a bad thing? This is a multi-part question, I understand. Is being bored necessarily a bad thing? Um, There's multiple things there. I can go first if you want me to. Or actually, if Brewer wants to go first. That's the question again. Is being bored necessarily a bad thing? Like, can there be good to come out of going through that? Yeah, can you use it as maybe a jumping off point into other things? And why are we afraid of it? Why are we afraid of being bored sometimes? What's your answer? I, What's my answer? You just yeah. want to hear his? Wow. I want to hear his. I want to hear where he's going with it. <laughs> All okay. right. Fine. Uh, so what What I would say this is, it, <laughs> why are you shaking your head? Oh, it's just, just a his. Okay. <laughs> well, I try not to give my answer first most of the time yeah. just to not influence your guys' answers, but 
Yeah. What are you saying? We can't make up our own mind, Paul? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aaron, stop. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Anyways. Pushover. So do I. So let me let me start breaking this down one by one. Do I think boredom is necessarily a bad thing? No. Do I think it could be used for good? Yes. Do I think um, that we are afraid of it? Yes. And here is why I say all of this stuff. Sometimes in that boredom is really more a thing of us needing to learn how to maybe wait. It's not necessarily, you know, where we're feeling that God isn't moving in our lives or we're disinterested. And maybe it's a thing of we need to learn how to take joy in those things that maybe we lost the ability to take joy in before. You know, those things where, you know, the reading of the word, uh, the prayer, uh, going, you know, learning more either in classes or sermons and that, those things that made Bross joy when we were first saved, you know, over time becomes just kind of ritualistic almost. It becomes something that we're expected to do, that we do do every week. And that if we don't show up at such and such place at such and such a time, you know, people go, oh, hey, where were you? You know, what, what what's going on? You know, da, 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 da. is everything okay? You know, and, and, and most of the time, that's good that they are coming back and asking, hey, what's going on? That's great. But at the same time, you know, it then kind of builds into that brain of ours that this has to be something we have to do. And I'm doing it just to do it. I'm not doing it to enjoy it. And sometimes in that boredom, you're then able to deconstruct, bring back everything that you are that you thought you knew, and find that joy and that passion again in those things. So yes, I do think boredom is okay. Yes, I do, you know, once in a while, not all the time. Yes, I do think it could be used for good. Yes, I think we're scared of it when we shouldn't be. And that's why. As Josh is firstly writing down everything I just was saying <laughs> to try Paper to deconstruct it. <laughs> no, I. So, hmm. floor is over to you two. Yeah. Go. Learn. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to have me go next because you're you. I'm just kidding. I was, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm trying to think maybe if I was describing what I was talking about before wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm just processing. I'm, I'm, no, yeah. seriously, seriously, I'm processing your guys' responses right now to kind of see if maybe I, I should respond yet. Should it, I know that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's what I'm having you go. All right, Aaron. I guess you're up. Yeah, I am. Uh, so okay. Yeah. All right. So do I think it could be good or it can be used for good? Yes. Okay. Scared of it? I guess maybe majority yes. Okay. Should we Me, be scared myself, of it? Self? No. Should we be? No. Should okay. Be scared of it. But yeah, I guess I would say it may probably, I don't know, I can't, I'll never ask anybody if they're scared of being accused of spiritually bored or anything, or just not being accused of or actually being spiritually bored. Um, Take it outside the spiritual realm, though. Just in general, people don't like being bored. It's always seen as a negative context. Oh. For the most part. Yeah. Well, I guess what, what, okay. So what is bored then? Remember, it's a disinterest. Remember when you were a kid, let's say, right? And you would go to your mom, mom, there's nothing I do. Right. I'm bored. I'm bored. I mean, can you yes. So when you're bored, don't you just normally well no, you don't do nothing. What do you do when you're bored? I don't know. Sometimes you do nothing. I say, yeah, but then don't you get bored of doing nothing? But then I just do nothing anyway. You do nothing to pass the time of doing nothing. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> um, and and that's what some people do spiritually. They right. do nothing because they feel nothing and they don't want to do nothing. So yeah. they do nothing. And then they're t- they're tired of good. doing nothing by doing nothing. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad. Follow that rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> um. So should we be scared of it? No. Um. I'm trying. Why can't I think of the first question again? Or oh, just is it good? It, it, it can it be used for good? It can be used for. Okay, good, you said yes. Yes. Okay. Um. 
Mainly because, I mean, gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm seeing him write my name down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so he doesn't have an original answer. He's going to construct an answer combined yeah, of our answers. With ours. Yep. Uh, Go on. So I would say it can be used for good because, I mean, shoot. Let me. me let someone. Oh, I right. say. I say. Let me ask this first, and then you can continue on, and maybe uh, this will help you out. Is there ever a time that you can think of where you were spiritually bored, but then that helped launch off into something better personally? Can you? Uh, and if not, that's fine. I, I suppose. I, I suppose so. I don't know. Um, gosh. But then I guess I don't know. Maybe it's too soon for me to give an actual answer. I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one, I suppose. Because just thinking, like, I think this year has been really good for me spiritually. Uh, 2019, you mean? 20, yeah. 2019 to 2020? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, just making sure. Just because, I don't know, well, I've, I think I've learned a few things. <laughs> I guess just learning more, I guess, even about, like, who, like Jesus and stuff like that. And, like, just revisiting some old stories that, yeah, I've heard before, but just hearing him again and it just kind of almost shed a new light also being heard heard the story from different pastors and stuff like that kind of shed a new light on some of it and just just like kind of was like a slap in the face like hey this is who this Jesus guy is and makes it all the better has made it all the better for me to want to even to be part of it kind of thing or be a follower follower of Christ um <clears throat> cuz yeah it can be used for good for the people that are in a slum that are disinterested, be like, yeah, I've been there too. Mm-hmm. And I guess for you, you could kind of tell them what it was that really helped you get along and get over that boredom, uh, per se. But I feel like the answer, <laughs> the classic Sunday school answer to really getting out of a lot of it is, <laughs> and it sounds weird, but it, it like that was one thing, like reading from. One one message I think that really struck me in 2020 was called Seeing Jesus. Okay. And it's like, you know, I was like, when you really, I guess, you know, read up, read about him and learn who he is and just, I guess, just come to an understanding of like that that he is who he is and that he is who he's claimed to be. It's just that's been the changing point. And I mean, in any of the religions that are out there, I mean, Jesus is the turning point that he's the one that makes it worth it. I guess compare, uh, when you compare right. other religions and stuff like that to one another, it's like he is the one that makes it all worth it kind of thing. But in a way, you need to learn how to be patient to wait for him to move Well, you and do, do things. It's, yeah, it's, that's where, you know, yeah, trust, faith comes into play is where, I mean, yeah, you might not. There was this one song that I thought was pretty good that I also had heard this year for the first time. But it's basically it's talking about you know even though when like when you seem like you're in a season of just like nothing, mm-hmm. it's like you, where you act, well you where you you yourself do not see anything happening. There could be a lot happening in the background that you're just unaware of, and it, you have to wait for, have trust, and waiting on them, right, for it all to come together. And obviously, as us weak humans, will slack off or you know have our time of screwing up and will start to kind of fall, well, yeah, stray, I guess you could say, to a point. Some, not everybody, but mm-hmm. some people. Well, I mean, I, everybody obviously has moments, but anywho, um, like, I guess even like going, yeah, not, it's not as 
that's not really a good example. But I, was, I would say I could go back to last night again for the whole sound thing. Like I just was relying on myself to get stuff done, not realizing that, you know, what I had already would get the job done. And I just, whatever. Right. Um, but it's like, cause yeah, there's been like things in my life where it's like, okay, I don't feel like anything is happening or I just, even like some sun, uh, uh, Sunday, my first, wow, Sunday playing drums and stuff like that. Like, I, I mean, it was a good day, whatever. But then like after, like throughout the week, I just kind of come to the question like, man, like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing here kind of thing. Like I, what am I being, or what can I be used in for good type thing? Like, I don't really think I'm doing a whole lot, I guess for the kingdom of God and stuff like that. And then going to like a friend's birthday party or not even, or just Sunday, the next time, next Sunday mm-hmm. of people that came to me like, man, it's like, you know, it's like seeing you up there really worshiping last Sunday and the drums and stuff like that was like, just, I don't know, just really stood out to me kind of thing. I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, it's really, uh, well, well uh, what's the word? Um, not, well, not inspirational. Maybe, I don't know. Inspirating. Sure. Whatever. I'm just like, huh? So it's like you never see all the things that you do that can have an impact on people. And then when you feel like it's just small stuff happening that you don't notice, then you just feel like you're not doing anything. And then you're just kind of like a waste of <laughs> how I would look at it myself was a waste of space. And then you see all these these little things just are brought up to you later on. You're like, whoa, like I didn't realize that. So that was really cool. And like, but yeah, so that song was talking about how like, you know, we'll go on through life and at times and think we're not doing anything good or whatever. God's not working, but in the background we're the stuff that we don't see, he's doing stuff. We just haven't noticed it yet or hasn't, you know, come to our, hasn't to our knowledge yet. Um, so there's that crap. Now I don't remember everywhere else where everywhere else I was going to go with anything. <laughs> um, Oh, well <clears throat> continue going on. Josh is writing a novel. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So seeing Jesus, uh, this guy was doing a message on, oh, I always screw this up. I always forget that he was a wee little man. Why can I never? Z- Zacchaeus, the tax collector guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, That was, uh, so he had gone to go see Jesus. Yep. And all of his followers were with him like, oh, like, what is he doing here? He doesn't, he shouldn't be here kind of thing. And, you know, Jesus calls him out and wants to see him and whatnot. And I mean, obviously for how much the people that were with him. With Jesus, despise this guy because I mean, tax collectors were awful people. Um, for many reasons, but yes, no, no, yeah, for many reasons. Yeah. I mean, it was deserved, it wasn't, it wasn't just that they were collecting taxes, no, yeah. no, yeah, it was there's there's a ton of just nasty stuff going on with them. Um, yet Jesus prioritized, you know, making sure that that guy felt that he was cared about or wanted to be recognized by this guy, Jesus, who is you know, the son of God and stuff like that, and like for that. For that uh, story, I mean, just to show that Jesus doesn't just want, you know, the attention of, like, the people that are already following him. He's going after the people that need him kind of thing. Right. So, like, that was a huge, like, I, I don't know why. I don't know what it was about me this year, but something about just, like, slapped me in the face with that one. I was like, what the heck? And, I mean, several other messages. There was, uh, I can never pronounce this guy. Was it Jairus? I think was his name. Okay. He was a high, like a religious leader kind of guy. So Jesus and his disciples are coming back over like this lake. Back, oh, okay. And he's so, walking through the crowd. This guy, I think it's Jairus. They, hey, my daughter's dying. She's sick. I couldn't even come bring her to you because she's too sick to make the like the little trip out to him. Right. Come to my house. 
as you know, they're on their way kind of thing to his house. They're pushing through this crowd of people and this girl had just touched his robe and then was healed of her sickness, which I, from, you know, listening to what the pastor said, it was like, it was, it was female problems. Um, right. But anywho, so she was healed and I was, Jesus notices this. He's like, who did that? You know, wanting her to come out and, you know, say who it was that did it. Of course he gets to her. Um, but like, so this person that probably a lot of the people in this city or town, whatever it was, probably would have had nothing to do with her. Didn't she's an unclean person, mm-hmm. someone not worth, you know, putting up with. And then yet you know, the Jesus being Jesus is like, you know, calls her, his daughter and loves her. And like the thing from that story was, you know, Jesus doesn't just care about the like important high and mighty people. Like the people that are outcast by society are also, I mean, just as important as anybody else was. So that was, really good message i feel like for me this year and then obviously then still going it was cool to see the faith that um jairus had of course being probably tested and I'm sure he's getting impatient because it's like his daughter's life is on the line here his like from what listening to the sermon you know like his buddies mm-hmm. or whatever like hey dude all right this jesus dude is not worth it he's like don't you know he's not gonna help your daughter out now and like your daughter's done she's dead and jesus is like he <laughs> calls him fools or whatever and tells him to get out and then of course i mean he no says oh your daughter's just sleeping kind of thing and sure enough she's a-okay now thing like i don't know it's she's just man he's the biggest deal he's the top dog to make it all worth it and that's what's really i guess come to make this you know walk of christianity all the more exciting and not bored for me at least from 2019 to now has been biggest i guess i guess high for me so far okay you could say but and like i yeah so yeah, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I've been bored since then. Like since all of this has just been starting to happen, and like I've been one. Yes, it's been getting into the word, which is very important. Because I mean, if you're not doing it, so if you're not doing it for yourself, then I mean, you're just you're not in it, right? Um. So there's that. So yeah, this I can't say I've had like a um like a time of spiritual boredom since all of this has been starting, but. There's obviously there's the, the times where I'm just like, man, it's like I, I'm not for me. It just pretty much comes down to like, I'm not really making much of a difference in anything. And then there's just stupid little like thoughts come into your mind. And then you start playing around with those. And then it's just that's destructive. And then <laughs> and then something ends up happening where it's just like, Aaron, stop, you know, get, you know, flee, you know, from those thoughts or whatever, you know. Right. Because that's destructive and that's not true, especially, you know. If you are with Christ, you find your identity in him, not in these things of the world or just your own thoughts on yourself is not who you are, I guess, to Christ and stuff like that. That's where you need to find identity in. And then, I mean, for me, since all that is, it's been, wow. <laughs> Gosh, that was extreme. I don't even know where I went anymore. I'm just lost. <laughs> you, you, you just pulled a Josh. I did. I can't. I need to go home. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. No. So. <laughs> Okay. Now it's Josh's turn. Uh, I was say, did you have anything else you want to add, uh, Mr. Brewer? <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad because I knew you're talking to me in that moment. That makes me yeah. sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So no, I yeah, yes. Just to I guess recap. Yeah, I think it can be used. Here for we good. go again. I'm not going into all of this again. Believe Anyways, me. Anyways, go on. So yeah, it can be used for good. And should you be scared of it? Absolutely not. All right. Because everybody's going to have 
time like that that they need help getting through. And it's that's where the brothers and sisters in Christ come together and you help each other through it. All right. Because you can't do it alone. It's not meant to be done alone. So just for everyone to catch everyone up, Josh now has a full page of notes from what me and Aaron just said. So let's hear Josh's yeah, unoriginal answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> what's your answer, Josh? Your question is, is, is uh, <laughs> bad? I just and, answered the question okay. now again. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm no, just I, rehashing. Okay. Is boredom bad and can it be used for good? Essentially, yes. Yes and yes. Wait, so you should be scared of it? No. Okay. So I'm sorry. No one. Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But I think where we can get confused with it is. Okay. Clarify for us. And some of the aspects you were talking about, you were talking about how you, you were up there on stage playing and then you came off and you're like, well, what's the point? And a phrase you used was uh, a waste of space. I think we can often get confused between spiritual boredom and spiritual depression. And what, what what's really a driving feature behind both? To me, spiritual boredom is more of a, a, a you in a sense. You know, it's more you related. Whereas spiritual depression is more along the lines of the devil and allowing, um, because ultimately we have thoughts, but the, God allows the devil to interject thoughts. He allows the devil to play with us to a point, not beyond our ability to control it. So depression. I think is often blended in because depression distracts you just as much as anything else, which will cause you to think you're bored with something and you might not be bored. You're just being blindsided with all these thoughts that keep you from thinking you're in a good place. Because we all can agree we are sinful. We're all lazy. Aaron's the holy one in the room. I say, talk about yourself about being lazy, but go on. <laughs> what? I say, Paul I is a very hard worker. <laughs> I say, would you like to take on half my workload? No. You'd be falling asleep by 2 p.m. every day. I would. <laughs> He already does. I do. <laughs> um, so that's where I think we might have a little bit of a, 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 a difference in how we're looking at it. Because before when I was saying uh, spiritual boredom, it's like it's a time where you notice. Okay, Now, the key word that I'm saying is notice. You notice you don't have that drive. You notice you don't have that desire. You notice that you just could care less about it at the point in time. You notice it. So we classify that notice of that lack of something, and in this case, wanting to have a relationship with God and nurture it, we classify it as spiritual boredom. Would you guys agree or not? I'm just trying to process if everything fits within my definition of spiritual boredom in that regard. I, For the most part, I would have to say I, I, I would take out the notice part. The notice? Yeah. So you wouldn't, in a, so you're saying in your definition, you wouldn't notice. Well, you, a difference. You, you may or may not notice. The notice is not necessarily a key component of it. Now, you, it's where you don't have that desire. Where you notice or not, that's up. That I'm, I wouldn't say is a key component of that definition. I know I'm getting nitty picky in the weeds yes, there, yeah, but that's but, a key word in that. Now, I'm saying notice as an, it's a time frame when you can clearly say, yes, I'm not in the Word every day. I'm not praying every day. Yes, I come home and I only care about myself. I don't put my attention towards my family. That's what, that's what I'm saying is notice because to get there, you don't notice it. Well, it, it it's, it's, it's a, it's a but, downhill but, but, trend. But it might not even necessarily be that, that like it's a conscious decision of I'm not going to read today. I'm not going to do this. It may stem from, you know what? You're just that tired. You come home and you end up falling asleep on the couch. Not even that. Not even a thing of I'm that tired. It's I'm bored with what God is doing 
for me. There, I don't see any change. I don't see any difference. Why should I continue this? This is a repetitive thing that gets me nothing. That so, you know of. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it from the physical side of things, or maybe I'm seeing I'm not seeing any spiritual growth. I'm not seeing any this happen. I'm not seeing this. So it becomes that boredom of the disinterest in it. It's just like, you know, for example, you know, Aaron, let's say Aaron picks up a gym membership. He goes. I was just about to go on to that. He, yeah, he, go, okay, he, goes, he goes for <laughs> two weeks and he sees no changes. He gets, I don't have a six packs yet. He gets disinterested Ugh. now because of that. He's not noticing the micro changes that are leading to the bigger macro changes. He's looking and focusing at that macro change. And because of that, he gets disinterested, doesn't go, and still pays the gym. <laughs> that sucks. That's a waste. I don't think I would call that spiritual boredom at that point. What would you call that? I think that? I would call it spiritual depression. Because you are looking for a result. And because you're not receiving that result, you are therefore falling into a place of, hey, I say, it must not be worth it. So I would say boredom. You'd say boredom. I say it's more along the lines of depression and how I'm seeing it. Because... I mean, if you if you go into a scenario and you put in a bunch of hard work and you don't reap the so if you put in a lot of work into something and you turn around and you don't have anything to show for it, I mean, any you're not bored at that point. You're disappointed. I I, I wouldn't call, could, but I could, wouldn't call that depression because you're, you're when you talk about spiritual depression, that's more that melancholy. What was <coughs> me? What was me? What was this? That's not the. I'm not seeing a change. Those are two different things. If you're expecting a change and you don't receive it, you had put hope into doing something that you were going yeah, to reap so you something, ha- so you have and some, therefore you don't have but it. But you have some disappointment. That's not a depression. But I wouldn't call that two being bored. Two different things. I, I wouldn't say. call that being bored. Now, I do. I see where you're drawing that connection between boredom is something that you do not have an interest or you have a lost interest in something, and therefore mm-hmm. I can see how you're connecting that. But that's where I. that's a little bit of a gray spot for me. But anyways, I think of I, it, think of it this way: spiritual depression is more feeling like maybe um, I would even probably probably even get it close to real depression, where it's like that foggy mindset. You're you don't know exactly what's going on because of all the stuff that's going on. You can't think straight. You can't pray straight. You can't do that. Um, you might be at that time so deep in the Word and deep in prayer at that time, but yet you still feel like everything is just going to crap. That's what I would say: spiritual depression is. As far as you can see, I don't know. Like I, I, I totally get where you're coming, but because someone who's in spiritual depression, just like normal depression, they're they're looking for that thing to fix them. They're looking, they're going every day, going, God help me, show me what's wrong, and then they're getting no answer back, or they don't think they're getting an answer back. So then you're drawing the line to calling it spiritual boredom. So then mm-hmm. I, I'm calling the line between spiritual boredom. So that's the spiritual depression. The spiritual boredom is again like the gym goer. You know, you're you you maybe you know you've been doing this for so long, it's become ritualistic where you're not finding joy in it. And so instead of you know, because you know the classic example uh, that you see, you know, family sits down. Okay, let's say grace. Thank you, Lord, for da da da. You know, and you say the same prayer every time. It's ritualistic. You're not really engaging in it. But then when you actually you know, and then your evening prayers maybe or whatever. You know, they're ritualistic. You're not finding that joy. Uh, and instead, finding a way to come back and say, let me enjoy this time with God, realizing that this is a time with the Creator that I get to talk with Him, not just a ritual that I have to do. And uh, what were you going to say? Yeah. I'll say, I, I feel like 
spiritual boredom is something that is more so in the U.S. And I would spiritual depression type stuff is probably more prevalent in like places like China and places where you can't. Well, do I? I, I, I would I would say that mainly because okay here it's like I guess what is it that m- makes us so or what happens to us individually where it's like we're just depressed because of being a Christian type thing. And Does that make sense? And that's where I'm. Is that before. right? I, no, I, I could be wearing this completely. I say I, I'm I'm having trouble. I, I honestly I would see more spiritual depression here in the U.S. I wouldn't depression. Yeah, spiritual depression. And the reason I say that is I feel, in China, right? Okay, and, and, and here's how I'm I'm going. They can't be bored. I no, they yeah, have, they, they have to be, be on, they have to be underground, and it's not so much uh, a ritualistic thing or anything. So no. you know, not again. That uh, this is where I'm drawing that line. That spiritual yeah. depression is where you're going. God, search me. Tell me what's wrong. Right. Well, I guess I, wouldn't say you someone could, I feel like you could have that more than in China because, I mean, you'll see, you know, they might be, you know, in having their trip doing stuff. You're right. And then, I mean, you have things where I thought, I don't know if it was recently I, or what, but they got like I see big crackdown on be- the churches because they're right. finding out that this stuff is happening. And then now they're make taking action to stop this kind of stuff. So okay, in now, that aspect, I feel like there'd be more depression over there than here it's just like oh i mean yeah I, I, I i'm doing this that. but i don't see much you're speaking this of it's de- kind of boring you're speaking of depression in the church sense and uh being able to yeah. do it yeah. sense oh, yeah uh, a, a micro depression versus a micro, micro depression. depression yes yeah okay so yeah. once you explain that yeah, i get what bad. you're saying no no okay. it, it, that's why i push back because i want you to explain a little bit more yes but yes so that's where i draw the line between in and I'm saying I draw the line, not saying you have to draw the line, but that's where I draw the line between spiritual depression and spiritual um, boredom. Then where is the one line drawn for everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's why people on, get paid to do definitions. <laughs> um, in a sense, you do cross over to both sides, so you do have a gray area with that, though. Because even even if you're you're saying if you're spiritually depressed, you are looking for God, but not seeing anything. You're saying that's spiritually depressed. Now at the same time, not now I'm not trying to argue your definition. I'm just trying to make help you see how I'm seeing it. Right. So because so, then in the other aspect, you were talking about spiritual depression and um like in a sense going to the gym, you're doing something and you're not seeing the micro results in mm-hmm. a sense. And in both contexts, you're talking about results. In one, you are having this melancholy feeling and you're looking for God for results and he's not giving you anything and you're classifying that as spiritual depression. But at the same time, you're talking about just doing something normal without the melancholy feeling. Right. And it's the same thing. So that's what I'm saying. Your your areas are crossing over and that's where it's a little. They, they might seem like they're crossing over, except the big, the big difference where I define it for the spiritual side. I use the gym. Yes, I did. Um, is very easy thing to use. I, I know. But like, again, where I kind of d- delineate the two, is the spiritual boredom people, they're doing maybe the prayers or whatever as a ritualistic thing. Because they have to, they were told they have to, they're expected to. Whereas the depressed one, I, they are earnestly seeking with all their heart, their soul, their mind for that. They're not just doing this ritualistically. They are pouring so, everything into it. So there's the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you're, now, you're, now you're just you're using the... Severity side of the, the spiritual I'm, depression? I'm not using the severity side. I'm just using how they're even approaching, that they even approach God. One side approaches God ritualistically, and the other side approaches God full heartedly with fervent prayer. 
I'm not talking about the severity of boredom versus depression. I'm just talking about this, how they even interact back to God is different. Do we need to take edit pause there for you? Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> so it makes sense. It does. It does make sense. By the way, I just no, like, there are, I just like pushing back because it makes you have to define your things better. I know. Um, yeah, there are there are many variables that come into it, and there is the difference between someone who is taught Christianity and a walk with Christ as a ritual versus someone who is taught with it as a relationship on a personal level. So there is a difference. You're right. So unfortunately, our definitions will never be able to be completely defined because of how people are taught, raised, their culture speaks things as well as the different denominations, and yada, yada, yada. So, but I will agree, spiritual boredom is not bad. I do agree with your statement before. It does allow you to see things, and it does allow you to it open up open up your mind, especially if it's a very ritualistic type of relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. It can help you see things, and it helps you understand that you're taking something for granted, and you're not placing the values in the right spot. It allows you to reprioritize your life, too. So I agree with that. I do. Okay. And I agree that it can be used for good. Okay. So, yes. But. Okay. <laughs> but. But. Here's the but. I was waiting for the but, by the way. Yeah. What's the but? I do see on a minute level that spiritual depression on a minute level can be equated for spirit for spiritual bore. So, that is something. And if you guys are listening, if you find yourself in what Aaron has said is a waste of space or you feel like you're you're not a value, you know, that that is what I would classify as a minute spiritual depression. I, I wouldn't even classify it as spiritual depression. I just call it depression. There you go. <laughs> well, but 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 in his context, it it he was referring to it in a sense of he was just on stage playing and he's coming well, off and he's feeling you know that that's that's where I'm, it wasn't it wasn't that I guess I shouldn't it wasn't that immediate. It was like throughout the week. Then that started kind of creep in just because the week wasn't necessarily right. the best. All and I believe yeah. we all can attest that we are constantly being hit with those thoughts, especially when. Now, I tell you right now, I'm pretty sure each one of us are going to be tempted in the next 24 hours because of this conversation, because we are trying to uplift Christ, because we're trying to talk about Christ, we will be tempted. And we uh, could, all three of us, end up going through a phase in the next 24 hours where we doubt ourselves in our relationship with God. I am willing to I, I put money on that. Honestly. It's already starting to turn for him. Just kidding. <laughs> <It's> not- <laughs> and in no. the next episode, Josh will admit that he's an atheist. Yeah, right. What? No, I... I, uh, yeah, that's a rough one, Amy. <laughs> Never mind. I was ripping up what you were just saying. So yeah. go on. Oh, oh. Well, it, I do find that funny, though. Cause, like, after, you know, going to, uh, I was at Fort Wilderness camp this yeah. last week. Well, yeah, the last, last weekend. weekend. Not, yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like after having those kinds of weekends or just those, like, those ties, ties, those times of having that, like, the extra, like, little high kind of thing going on. It is funny how quickly it seems like the, the temptations try to come in. Which what? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's all just comes from our sinful desires too. But man, it's crazy how much more intense the tempting feels after stuff like that. Well, you're a little more tempting of a target. You're on a sugar high. You're not on what? permanent solid nutrition yet, yeah, and right. so you're an easy target. Yeah, it's like oh, we got right. we got we got to cut this guy down. He needs to, he needs to. Let's be honest there, but anyways. Take the lava slide down to the south side, as uh, someone that I know has said. I've never heard that phrase, but. I never have until he said that. I was like, wow, I was like, that is kind of sad, but that's a good. But that's that's okay, because I know what, I know what it means when I say a woman is glowing and you two didn't. 
So that's anyways. She's anyways. pregnant. <laughs> um, go on, Josh. Now you just made me think of it when referring to ritualistic relationships versus you know personal right. relationships. I see ritualistic having more of a spiritual boredom than personal because if you if you treat it as a it's just it's just in general if you treat your relationship with Christ as a I have to do this or this must be included with this activity you know a a task and yep. in a sense if that's how should I put it that's how you have to to treat it but that's not how you should view it I was. And I think that's a big thing, too, when it comes to people when they dip into spiritual boredom is they don't look at it the way they should. Should it be something like my dad has? He, he's created a ritual of it. Every morning before he wakes up, before he goes down and gets a cup of coffee, he opens the Bible. But he but he sees it, even though it's more of like, a, not, not like a ritual, but it's, it's a task. It's something that he has said, I will prioritize my time with God before I grab a cup of coffee. And to him... It's a behavior that you do. Yes. Yeah. So... But it's so, but it's not but it's not like when, oh, I have to. When I talk about ritualistic, it's the the standard you know. Thank you, Lord, for this food da, 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 that we eat. You know the the ritualistic things you do. You show up on Sundays even though you don't want to be there, and you just sit there and take up a, a pew spot. You know that's what I'm talking about. Ritualistic. I'm not because the people who are doing the ritualistic thing, they're not opening their word. They're not. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, and I use ritualistic with, with my father, and that was yeah. probably I shouldn't have used that word. It is a, it's um, a habit. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It's a habit that he has created. Yeah, a habit, a is disciplined di- habit. A, a habit is different from a ritual. And I think one of the other things, in order to keep ourselves from going into spiritual boredom, is to be disciplined with our relationship, but clearly understand that it is for the better good of ourselves and the people around us, and not to look at it as a chore, but to treat it as a, like I said, you need to look at it as like a task and make it a habit. But in a sense, it is something that is the best thing you could do for yourself, no matter where you are in the world. It's a I, mindset. I don't want to ever have to do something. I want to want to do it. Yes, but let's face <laughs> it. How some... often do you not want to look into the world? How often do you not want to pray? How often do you not yes. want to look to the guy next to you and say, hey, I'll pray for you? How often do you not want to do that? If you are uh, not in a spiritual high, you don't want to. It doesn't have to be in a spiritual high. No. I guess that could just go back to the gym thing, too. It's, it's, I don't want to go to the gym in my current state, but I should, well, <laughs> should or have to um, go to the gym to get better. So, I mean, there is that time where it's kind of like you have to get yourself to do it for a while. And then yeah. that once you, well, and then once you like, t- you're taking the step of faith and believing. Then you can see things like kind of like happening there. It's like, whoa, I want this kind of thing. And then yeah. that's where it changes. It and, then, and obviously, I mean, yeah, they're going to have times where it's like, oh, I mean, I don't really feel like doing this right now. And there'll be times where you'll take a pause. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah. to start out, you know, let, let's say you're, you're, you're trying to get out of that funk, you know, being ritualistic while I rag on it, it's a good thing to start okay. with. It's a good thing to get you consistent and yeah. then once you're consistent and you have that habit going, you can then say, okay, you know what? I actually miss this if I don't do this for a day. Right. And then that becomes that habit, and then it becomes less ritualistic as that relationship is built. It, it's the same thing as, you know, Josh, do you have to take Amy out on a date every so often, or do you want to take her out on a date? Has to. Okay, <laughs> bad example of Josh. <laughs> 
Joe, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> clearly, it's not a has to because he'll do that over hanging out with. No, the I pros. agree. And just, just when did I say have to? Well, no, that's what I'm asking. No, he's, yeah, he's oh. making that a point. Th- that's what I'm making. It's that relationship thing. Yeah. It's not you have to. This isn't a thing that has to be a habit that you learn. It's <laughs> I want to, want to because I like you. Yeah. Right. And that's I, and and that's where to me when we describe spiritual boredom as a time to where we lose interest, it's it's hard for me. To me, I will say my I'm going to be honest. My relationship with Christ is lazy. It is extremely lazy. Years I'll have these mountains, but I'll sit in the valleys for quite some time, and I hate it. And so, should I describe those valley times as spiritual boredom? Because that that's the case. That I have more spiritual boredom than I actually do have mountaintops. And, 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 and you know what? Guess what? You're a youngster. You're a youngster. Oh, oh I know. I got plenty. You I can, hope I got plenty more years to go. Yeah, that is always a hope. You never know because that could happen at any time. But, I mean, the thing is, though, what's the recent trend, though? Is it the recent trend the same as it was eight years ago? Or is the recent trend less valley time and more, you know, maybe sloped incline time? I'm not talking mountain peak times because mountain peak times, that's sugar rush time. Yeah. Are you more that gradual incline or are you more the straight valley be- below? If you're more gradual valley than you were eight years ago, good. Oh, yeah. That's the way it should be. Now, and, and that's how you learn to do that. And this is where I'm kind of using my description of spiritual boredom based on my experience with my life and my, my walk with Christ is at any point in time, I can allow stuff to pull me away. Have I gotten into times and periods where I'm just like, nope, I'm going to do this before I do anything else? Or, oh, I have this hangout opportunity, but instead I'd rather sit here and dive into the Bible. I'm going to wait an hour before I go out. Yes, I have been through that time. But more often than not, I find myself actually kind of sit myself down and smack in my hand and say, don't touch that mouse. Don't, don't, don't start playing video games. You know, and it's, it's more for me, it's a thing of, it's something that I need to nurture. And this is what I was saying before. It's it's something mm-hmm. more in a sense of we're always in. It's just when it's, when I say, more noticeable, it's when we can are able to define this situation or, or this time frame of spiritual boredom. Just to me, I'm spiritually bored all the time. But how I choose to take that, because we're naturally sinful. We're going to sin. We don't, oh, yeah, we, we, we don't want We don't want to be with Christ. We don't want to go that way. When we dive into it and we understand and we see the need that we see the need of him in our life, okay, we identify the beauty of him and his son, and it makes it easier. It makes it easier for us to continue moving, to keep trucking through. And right. so that's where I'm saying I see spiritual boredom being a lifetime thing and not necessarily something that we're always doing. It's just what's the will? Am I going to allow myself to lose interest in something that is eternal am i going to allow myself because i can do anything to gain my attention you know i can that's why god always says get out of your comfort zone because once we get comfortable we get lazy with it yeah and that's easy to do to in the it. u.s and, and like we were saying before it was when you hit that spot in your description of what spirit boredom is you able to see what we're taking for granted it's because we're not getting uncomfortable. We're not constantly seeking new ways to glorify God, to reach to his people, to do all sorts of stuff. And that's where I equate spiritual boredom with the lifetime, and it's more of a will. It's, it, it, it's what are you willing to do? Because what was it? Uh, what, what, 
what Sincock boy was this? Um, what's the one that's the pastor? Ben. 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 I think it was Ben. And Pastor Dave, him and Ben were sitting in a sermon. I remember him telling me, telling me this. And he noticed that Ben was leaning forward in a seat, jotting down notes like crazy. Pastor Dave, you know, kind of chilling back and listening to the sermon. And he asked Ben, he said, he said I believe it was Ben. Um, he said, uh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing what God has to offer. He's like, yeah, but you're like super, super into it, you know? You know, because most people, you know, we kind of sit back. Yeah. And Ben was like, if, if I remember this correctly, I'm not going to say quote, because this obviously isn't going to be a quote, but pretty much Ben was saying the American culture is to be entertained and even be entertained in church. There are so many churches where the pastors say what we want to hear and not speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And he says, no matter where I go, I need to be looking for the truth. I need to have my, because what? Mm. Oh, you're just scaring me here. I'm like, what am I saying wrong? Because um, ultimately, God, God isn't saying, hey, you, oh, how should I word this right? Ah, oh, this is difficult. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't view the Bible and what it has to say as entertainment. Right. We should see it as something that is um, valuable, as something that we want to seek earnestly. You, you want to see it as steak, not that nice uh, candy that will give you the sugar high. You want it as something sustainable. You want it solid. You want it sustainable. Yes. And so Ben's, hey, if it was Ben, I apologize if, if it wasn't Ben, but he Those, was leaning forward, keeping his attention right. on, on the message, keeping his attention on the words that were coming out of this pastor's mouth. He was keeping his attention on the scripture. He was keeping his attention. He was not allowing to be entertained, but he was trying to, in a sense, the complete opposite of entertainment. He was trying to look for the entertainment. He was trying to look for the ways that he could glorify he, God. He you was know, intentionally engaging with the content provided. Thank you. See, Paul, I knew you were here for something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Paul helps me find the words, especially since Paul, a lot of the times, can't use his own words. But thank you, Paul. So yes, that's what it was. So that's that's where my mind is just kind of connected, spiritual boredom, lifelong thing, and it's something we need to constantly be seeking. Okay. Finding new ways to glorify. So. It, before I wrap up then, any last words here? I mean, compared to what I already said, I, I, no, okay. I don't think I have anything else to Fair enough. add off the top of my head. Uh, Brewer, anything else you want to add? No, nope. you're done. Yeah, I, I, I wrapped it up okay. with cool. your words. Thank you. Uh, okay. It, what was interesting during this conversation is seeing how, I guess, what I would describe as where each of us are at in our lives, uh, which is different stages, both uh, age-wise, uh, right. financially, you know, date-wise, you know, where we're looking to get married sooner or not, uh, and spiritually, and how we look at this one thing completely differently. And yeah. that's fine. So I, I just found that interesting. So anyways. Especially since we all stretch. <laughs> Aaron just killed himself stretching. Got it. And I say the other interesting too is we all are within the same vicinity of the same teachings too. So you're used to attend, uh, attend fellowship. I attend on Wednesday nights. So it's interesting to see is, you know, same time is how closely we are related to the teachings, but yet where our minds are and definitions and understanding and how we view things can be so drastically different at the same time. Yep. So with that being said, if you did enjoy this episode or and like it, uh, check us out again at uiwords.com. If you want to leave us a rating, actually, we just signed up for a new service that will greatly help us and help you as well. If you go to ratethispodcast.com slash words, 
it will actually direct you to your device specific uh, location to give us a rating for you. So you don't have to worry about, okay, I'm on Android. Where do I go to leave you a rating? I'm on Windows. I'm on a Mac. Where do I go to give you a rating? When you go to that link, ratethispodcast.com slash words, it will automatically give you a list of where you can leave us a rating at as words where you can download us for your specific device. So that'd be helpful as well. And I just wanted to point out, uh, Johnson now looks like he's sleeping. So I think it's time that we go ahead and wrap this up. What do you guys say about that? Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. All right.